0: presented by grace point church in lakewood ohio we are located at the intersection of warren and Alger, and welcome you to visit us in person or online at gracepointlakewood.com that's
1: g-r-a-c-e p-o-i-n-t-e l-a-k-e-w-o-o-d dot com listen to podcasts of sermons
0: from our pastor mike bartolone and various guest pastors You will see that grace is always the point, and you are always welcome. But I like to talk about uh, the power of seeds. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. We are all full of seeds. Some of those seeds are the words we speak. They're our seeds. We create our future with what we say, the words we speak. Very important. But Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11, New King James says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. That goes forth from my mouth, should have says the Lord after that. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. See, powerful seeds have the capability of changing the earth in which they live. A seed is one of the most important and powerful substances on earth. And God has placed that potential inside of each of us. Seeds have the power to reproduce themselves and overtake the place where they were planted. Seeds can germinate and reproduce themselves in one place and they can spread to other places. I've had the privilege for the last few years of driving up and down the Ohio Turnpike to Detroit and back. And even after they plow fields of corn, they plow them under with plows and, and all kind of farm equipment. There's always, after all the plowing and all the tilling, there's always one or two, three or four little ears trying to grow in spite of the plow. Seeds have the power to reproduce themselves and overtake the place where they were planted Seeds can germinate and reproduce themselves in one place and they can spread to other places. Ultimately, the seed has the potential to fill the entire earth with its substance. God's seeds are intended to multiply and fill the earth. 1 Corinthians 10, 16 in the New King James says, For the earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness. I don't care what... America thinks, you know, Democratic Party group. I don't care. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, amen? Seeds are, first of all, just a kernel, just a germ, but living within it lives life, life. It is the power of reproduction. Living within us who are born again, spirit-filled, is life, life, life. And when the seed is planted and fertilized, it will reproduce that which it came from, everything reproducing after its own kind. One seed will exponentially reproduce a multitude of seeds. In John twelve twenty four, in the New King James, it says, Most assuredly, I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies... It produces much grain. When seeds are planted, they will reproduce. The seed is the beginning and the starting point. Seeds are powerful because they start something. Seeds are propagating structures to bear fruit, to multiply, and to fill the earth. And it goes beyond the natural. It goes into the spiritual realm. We all have seeds within ourselves when germinated, create, and multiply offspring. They have the overcoming power to overcome whatever would get in their way or try to obstruct their growth. Seeds release and stimulate growth and development. Seeds are breakers, breakers of the earth, breakers of the soil, breakers of our problems. The invisible through a seed can be activated into the visible, and seeds are filled with life. Resurrection life. And when the seeds of life are released through our mouth, life invades death and light overtakes darkness. Use what you have. You have seeds. It's your destiny given to us by God. Who will open the packet, the seed packet? See, God is uncovering and releasing the seed of destiny within every person here today. Seeds demand a response. Will you respond? The Bible is the Word of God. How many know the Bible is the Word of God? Only a clear and unswerving commitment to this eternal understanding will be the key to knowing how life works and recognize that everything that God says is true. It shall—we just read it. It shall not return void. And those those scriptures in Isaiah, the Bible is a trusted account of the faith journey of God's people throughout all time on this earth. It is unedited, uncensored, and unredacted history of many of God's sons and daughters with all their fame and all their flaws. And yet the Bible is the unfolding saga of the, of the, God, of the God of love and mercy who has eternal desire to see us accomplish his unchanging purpose despite our frequent missteps. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 3. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. The Word was a seed. The Word is a seed. And when we speak those seeds out of our mouth, we create. It's important to know what you're speaking. The Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made with the things which are visible. We live in that world. Now let's turn, if you can turn in your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Ruth. Book of Ruth. I mean, Ruth was somebody who understood the power of words and the power of things that are spoken. What's even more incredible about Ruth... She was a Gentile, and yet she was included in the redemption of God by Naomi. She presents some interesting thoughts when you read this little book of Ruth and Naomi. And Ruth's message dissolves tendencies towards exclusivism whether potential in Israel that time or realized, there's, there's an unnerving thing there of all of us being included because Ruth was outside. And she was brought inside by God himself to be a part of his kingdom. A glorious, redemptive imagery. In this little book of the Bible, we find that Ruth used her words that positioned her in a precise place to discover her destiny. Ruth uses words unknowingly to guide her to the exact spot where she meets Boaz, who happens to be God's answer to an unimaginable, unthinkable future. And when speaking to her future husband Boaz, she still doesn't recognize the power of her words to her mother-in-law when she asked these incredible things in Ruth chapter 2. Let's turn to Ruth chapter 2. Verses 10 and 11. Ruth 2, 11, 10. Ruth two ten. So she fell on her face, bowed to the ground, and said, she spoke to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes? that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner. And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. And then if you go to the same chapter, go to verses 2 and 3. So Ruth, the Moabites, 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 (laughs) said to Naomi, my mouth doesn't form those words, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whom sight I might find favor. She's speaking words. She's speaking seeds. And she said to her, Naomi said to her, Go, my daughter. And then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Amiliac. But it's important to know that she expressed an intention with her words, not just a desire. There, these were her very words in these verses. And what follows is a desire expressed. Even perhaps a decree was made and initiated a discovery of her true identity, a defining of her life purpose, and an inherited prophetic declaration of her future. See, words are the primary way in which we communicate and have been used since the beginning of his existence. God had expressed himself through words, through seeds, for as long as human history has been recorded. And through the spoken word, through sign language, and the written word, humans minister to each other in language to express our thoughts. The spiritual realm also works with words to communicate and activate its plans and purposes. Tremendous power and opportunity come to us when our speech aligns with the word of God and his intentions. God has always communicated to us through his mouthpiece, his words. I mean, what if you could pray in such a way that brought change to your current circumstances by speaking through words that matter? Would you pray differently? I mean, I believe you can change your surroundings by giving your words seeds to your thoughts and desires as you align yourself with God's plan for your life. I have said all this to say this. When we, as God's sons and daughters, discover the power of words and prayer decrees and come into agreement with God's purposes, it is powerful and it is life-changing. I believe we all desire to live in the fullness of what he provides for us. Because God is faithful to us all. I mean, you can go through good days and you could have bad days. But I find that God is faithful to us even in the bad days. He cares about every little detail in our lives. I had a friend who's, uh, she's a powerful speaker. She's written seven or eight books. She's very powerful. And this lady, she loves her dogs. She got four dogs, and I think all four of them are shelties. And she goes on long walks with her dogs. She says these dogs are God. She's got four kids grown up and married. She says these dogs are God sent. And she kept asking, how I mean, how did why did God give me all these four? These four dogs are so special to me. I told her I says all you have to do is spell dog backwards, and you'll know why. Because it's from God. You know. I believe that see the years the years pass and bringing all sorts of twists and turns, but God is faithful through it all. I believe He wants us to know His plans. I believe He wants us to know His purposes so we can declare them, and when we do this, we align ourselves with our surroundings with a powerful spiritual reality. then the will of God will begin to manifest, and everything, and when that happens. Everything in our lives will begin to change. Whether you realize it or not, words can define your life. In fact, the words you speak may have already affected your current state in life. But we can change our present circumstances and our future by creating new thoughts, speaking new words, creating new prayers. We can create our own new prayers creating new declarations, creating new decrees, and see a better present life and a better future. We have that authority. We have that power. We've been given that through God. We can speak our future. We can speak to our present circumstances. And learning the thoughts in the Holy Scriptures, and understanding the timeless truths and the implementing them with the guidance of the Holy Spirit helps us recognize that we are not alone. God is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. Amen? Jesus is with us. The Lord Himself partners with you, and as you walk with Him, your life unfolds in a new way every day. Your outlook changes. Your relationships change. And your life changes for the better. It is possible that after you learn your true identity in Christ, you can declare in your words that will reshape your life and place yourself on a new pathway to a better future. When we learn the power of our words, when we learn the power as seeds, we can discover a whole new world. You can discover that the world literally is waiting for your arrival. It does say that in the Bible. That the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. See, words, according to even this one scripture in John chapter 6, verse 63, it says this It says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, Jesus is saying this, the words that I speak, to you. What I spoke in word. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And each one of us has that within us. See, words are not only about language and communication, they have substance to them. Words are powerful. Let's go to Proverbs. You probably know this one. Heard it probably a few times. But I want to tell you it anyway. Proverbs 18. Verse 21, there's, such, there's so much truth in the Bible about anything and everything. I mean, there's, it's just amazing the stuff that's written. It's all there if we would look and study. Proverbs eighteen twenty-one. it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 12. Just turn left. Go back a couple chapters. Proverbs 12, verse 14. First I'm going to read to you out of the New King James and then I'm going to read it to you out of the New American Standard. But it says, A man will be satisfied with the good with good by the fruit of his mouth. A man will be satisfied. That's men and women, okay? It's not just for men. Most of the men were clapping anyway. A man will be satisfied with the good by the fruit of his mouth and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. The New American Standard Bible says it this way. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his words. By the fruit of his words. See a man or men and women's words are like seeds. If they are wholesome and pure, they will bring forth accordingly. Our words are not different than our deeds. I know about I don't know about you, but there's times I've said, you know, nasty things even around my own self and the Holy Spirit checks me on it. Does he ever check you on things? You know? Our words are not different than our deeds. If the work of your hands can produce income, then the same goes for the words of your mouth. Your words provide life-giving calories. Your words provide life-giving calories. See, your life is voice-activated. Your life is voice-activated. Here's a promise from God in Psalm 103. Let's go there. This is a promise from God, and it's about angels. How many ever had encounters with angels? If you haven't, just come to my house. I'll have you over for dinner. You might sit on one. Psalm 103, verse 19, 20 and 21. It says, verse in the New King James, it says, The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Verse 20, Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, Heeding the voice of His word, bless the Lord, all you His hosts, you ministers of Him who do His pleasure. Now let's go to Hebrews. That's right, Hebrews, Chapter one, verse 14. Hebrews 1:14. He's talking about angels in verse 13. And he says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Angels are ministering to us all the time. Always. Sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who inherit salvation. The angels of God give attention to His Word in the voice of His Word. God declares that his word and the angels know their assignments and perform his word. So we have an extraordinary privilege to partner with all of heaven's resources when we align our voices to the scriptures. This is a powerful verse here. I, you, you have to go there with me. If you have your Bibles, and I want you to underline or mark it or you know, put a note on your paper there. You, you have On the back of your bulletin, there's a place for notes. But I have to see if I could find it first. I'm going to look at. I'm looking up the page numbers on my pages here. So let's go to the Book of Daniel. If you want to find Daniel, he's squished there between Ezekiel and another prophet. So, and Hosea. He's Ezekiel between Ezekiel and Hosea is Daniel. Daniel chapter 10. Did you put that up there, John. Daniel ten twelve. there it is. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, which means from the first day that you started to pray, you started to seek, you started to understand, and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. How many are reading that? I have come because of your words. This powerful truth, I say for the end, that Gabriel, the angel of God, came to assist Daniel because of his words. Sent by God. And even if you cannot quote Scripture perfectly, angels can still come to your aid and be activated by your words from heaven. And you don't even have to quote Scripture perfectly. It's not in our ability to quote verses perfectly that releases God's power, but faith in His Word. Sometimes I get so aggravated when words or prophetic words are given and they're so long. We don't need that. All we need is one word from God. It will destroy you. One word will clock you, it will change everything about you. One word, faith in His Word and His love for us. One word from God is enough to send our enemies running away. See, the power of heaven works on our behalf. When we give voice to the word of God. Life isn't easy these days. If you're buying diesel at the pumps, you're paying $5.55 in the state of Ohio. 5 dollars a gallon. I drove a truck to Detroit on Thursday for my brother. I got to Toledo. With just, I just used a quarter tank of gas from Cleveland to Toledo. A quarter tank. I had to fill it up when I got to Toledo, because I don't know how far i go to Detroit or back, cost me $60 for a quarter of a tank of gas in a truck. You know, some of the semis that bring our food have 300 gallons of gas in their trucks to come from California to Philadelphia or California to Ohio or California to Detroit. 300 gallons times 555 per gallon figure it out they're paying close to $3,000 a fill up you want to know why your meat is that price you want to know why your grocery stores prices are to, I had somebody say from I went to all these I couldn't even afford the produce cuz gas is 555 for diesel You don't even have to go to California to get... If you're in California, just regular unleaded. It's $7.75. Life isn't easy these days. It's filled with surprises and opportunities to remain faithful and learn how to become sons and daughters of God. Daily prayers and daily decrees will impact your reality. We can, we can impact our lives by how we pray... And how we decree. Why? Because life is voice activated. Life is voice activated. In Psalm 39 verse 7 in the Amplified Version, it says, And now, Lord, what do I wait for and expect? My hope and expectation are in you alone. I'd like the worship team to come back. Allow your life to be filled by only his hope for you. Believe your entire family tree will share in the results of a fulfilled God-given promises. Blessing upon blessing will flow because your hope is in the Lord. And his promises are mightier than your mess. His promises are yes and amen. All of God's promises are voice-activated. I want to read to you out a scripture out of the Passion Translation in First Timothy. First Timothy chapter one. First Timothy one, I got six. There's one. First Timothy one verses eighteen and nineteen. It says, so Timothy, my son, I'm entrusting to you with this responsibility. In keeping the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment. In this great work of ministry spoken over you. Spoken over you. With this encouragement, use prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith. And with a clean conscience, for there are many who reject these virtues and are now destitute of the true faith. So he's telling us that prophecies, what we speak prophetically, and it could just be one word. Prophetically, a prophecy is warfare. And it's something that creates things in our lives. When we understand the intention of God's heart through prophecy, we gain the confidence in who we are in Christ. A prophecy is a promise for God, from God. Now, if you say, nobody's ever spoken a prophecy over me ever, well, open your Bible. There are 7,700 promises which are prophecies from God to you. This is God's love letter to you, the Bible. It's God's love letter to you. 7,700 promises prophetic words from god to you you don't need a man You don't need a woman to speak a prophecy over you You just need to open your bible And say that's speaking to me. I claim that that's mine I believe that that's mine And when we come into agreement with the holy spirit when we pray his promises over our lives all prophecies are fulfilled with potential Man, I tell you, I can't. When I open my Bible and I start developing even my own prayers, I create my own prayers. I create my own decrees. I I create my own declarations, and I speak them. And believe me when I tell you, they come to pass. They come to pass. I see the results, and you can too. You can change your life with your present circumstances right now by the words you speak. By praying, even little simple prayers, they don't have to be long. They don't have to be complicated. When you need help, just say, Jesus, help me. He gets it. He knows what's going on. He'll help you. He's just looking for you to say something because life is voice activated. We have to use our words. And when we use our words, things begin to happen.
2: Words are so powerful. They are life and death. You know, God created the world. He said, let there be light. Everything was said. The word said comes from the word say, which is what we speak. And you know, just a first-hand experience in our child care center on Fridays we let them have a half hour to bring their tablets and they just love tablets and it's a real privilege when they get to, to do that and I kept hearing over the weeks as they played their game I died I died I died I died I and every time I would hear it it would provoke something in me you know And I would say no you will live no you will live no you will live and not die and I kept saying that to them outwardly and finally one Friday one of the kids said I died <laughs> and the other little kid said no you live so I took that opportunity and I firsthand gave them a teaching on what our words, what we say can be life or death. How important what we say is to our, our own being. And it sounds so almost ridiculous to say, oh no, they didn't really mean that. But I'm telling you, when you understand the power of your words, and you keep speaking death, it's our words are alive. Our spoken words are alive, and we need to teach our children this. And I'm telling you something: they're always correcting each other now. No, no, don't say that. No, no, don't say that. And I and I will put what can we say differently? How can we say this differently? You know, and so they are learning to say it differently. Not putting it firsthand here, but that game died. That game died because you gotta teach them young. They don't even know it. They're so innocent. But you have to teach them the power of their words yes, right. It's so vital our, I mean when I think you know we 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 speak things as as though they were, even though they're we don't see it in the natural that that is so powerful, even though we may not see it in the natural. Our words can create our words do create. Our words create atmosphere. I mean, an atmosphere is everything to the Holy Spirit. He feels welcome in the right atmosphere. So, beloved, words are so vital. They are life. You know, I I kept thinking when he talked about seed, we are the seed of Abraham. And you know the story. They were beyond bearing ages, 90 and 100 or something like that, um, Sarah and Abraham, without children, and God bore them a son. And you know the story. But you know, when Abraham lived, he was the only righteous man on Earth, <laughs> they dealt. He dealt with people who were sacrificing children, as today we are dealing with the same thing. Abraham, one seed. He didn't have, you know, nine one one or anything. He didn't have the social media to say, "Hey guys, I need help over here." You know, he didn't have any of that. But do you know he changed his world? One man changed the world. How? By speaking the right words and speaking to God and hearing what God said and believing God. And it says that his seed is more than the stars in the sky. We're Abraham's seed. It's powerful to understand. I mean, everything is started by seed. Yes. Seed is alive, and seed is God, and only God could make that seed and bring life into it. It's an incredible thing. So with what we're facing as a nation, with all this, we talk inflation and stuff, I, I think we need to start speaking life-positive things over our land. Put down the negativity and speak life. I love that song, Speak Life. Speak life. Catch yourself. I catch myself all the time, and I say, no, that's not life. No wonder I'm feeling so down. <laughs> I'm thinking and not speaking life. So the Holy Spirit will help us on this, you know. Amen. Amen. Speak life and know that your words can change an atmosphere, can change a whole situation. That's why we pray. We, we speak what God says. We speak how God thinks. If we're not speaking on how God's thinking, then we're speaking wrong. Amen? Amen. Amen. Speak life. Thank
1: you, Marie. And so we pray: Let the Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Your sight, O oh Lord. Amen. Amen. Speak life and stop watching mainstream media. <laughs> Amen. Today, well, All they do is all right. speak death. All right. build, yeah. build, we're going to build our life on God's yeah, that's word. Right. <laughs> we're all coming down. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, for helping us to take captive every thought. Before it comes out of our mouth this week, Lord God, help us to work on that. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. We worship you Lord. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, hallelujah, Jesus the name, Jesus the name above every other name, Jesus the only one who could ever say Jesus, the only one who could ever save, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, live for you. up my eyes. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and leave me in your love to those
0: around me. I like that with these words out of Proverbs 16, 20 through 24. It says, He who heeds the word, the Bible, wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he or she. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to them who have it. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Amen. Amen? Have an awesome week. God bless you. I will
1: build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will build my trust Have a beautiful week. Happy Mother's Day, all you beautiful women. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for getting us. Team, thank you, Father.